2005. I'll never forget it. It was the year when Capcom released Resident Evil 4. For the first time. It caused everyone's neck to freaking break. With actual breaking of necks, as well as the change in tone. Welcome to Resident Evil 4, motherfuckers! <laughs> Welcome to the Eagle and Wolf what Podcast. We are a fan podcast dedicated to casual, in-depth discussions about Resident Evil and other survival horror games. Which, some people are going to argue that this isn't one of those. But fuck <laughs> it, here we are. <laughs> um, I do like to say that this is the beginning of the quote-unquote action trilogy. We've already mm. discussed that a little bit, I think. We touched upon it in uh, the Gun Calibers episode of Resident Evil 4. But, you know... The game is about to come out. We, by the time this releases, we will have been playing it for like a couple days. Yeah, for like a day and a half. We're not even that far off. <laughs> like, So we want to really like dig deep into everything. You know, you, you're you going to have a stream, right? Yes, of course. I'll be doing you're my blind playthrough on Twitch.tv and stuff. On so. the hardest difficulty because he doesn't know anything else but hard. If they give it to me, though, that's the thing, they, because they've been if fucking... If they give it to you hard, you'll take it hard. Yeah, man, because they always hide the hardness over, like, some pre-order bonus. And I even got the deluxe edition, but they may just fucking hide it behind the difficulty, and that's fine. Yeah, Our I was original looking game. at it, because I, I also buy my, dame, my games uh, digitally on PlayStation. What do you get with the deluxe edition, do you know? The deluxe edition basically comes with a lot of cosmetic shit and two weapons. Uh, I don't know if I'll be using those weapons. It's mainly just like for my new game plus just something else to fuck around with. Right. Um, assuming you can't just unlock them anyway, like whatever. And then the other things are some the outfits. I think it's the hero outfit, the villain outfit, and uh, some Already other shit too. so much more than Resident Evil 3 remake. That is correct. And well, actually, all that's really cool. I think we should actually introduce two monsters first before everything. Uh, hi. I'm Bone King, um, also known as Wolf on this uh, this show, uh, and you can find me on Twitter and stuff. And my co-host is Eagle. Hi. I'm also known as the Dude. That is correct. I just kind of noticed I did. I was so excited, hypezorbent about everything that I just was like, "Wait, do they even know who the fuck we are?" <laughs> the answer is no. But let's continue anyway. Um, <laughs> if this is your first episode on the show, why? It's possible. You know, Resident Evil 4 is kind of the introduction for Resident Evil for a lot of people. Exactly, yeah. right? So, like, to a lot of people, when they hear Resident Evil 4 is not a Resident Evil game, they're like, but it's, like, the only Resident Evil I played. And while I don't specifically identify with that, I can sort of understand it, you know? Yeah, you you don't, we don't want to be gatekeepy. Yeah, uh, I mean, there. it's been long enough now where Resident Evil has been just about every genre where it's like, you know, I don't know. A lot of people go for it for different things. No, but anyway, we're still waiting for our Dance Dance Revolution, Resident Evil. So there's a mod. No, I'm kidding. If <laughs> Could you imagine? There would totally be, though. Uh, in any case, we are actually here for something in specific. Maybe one day we'll get into the like everything about Resident Evil 4, but for today, I think it'd be really fun if we actually talked about the enemies in Resident Evil 4 original, and then when we're playing Resident Evil 4 Remake, we could sort of compare and contrast. So let us gather our thoughts and go to a lonely, rural part of Europe uh, and see what we can find, shall we? Cue obvious fucking Spanish music. 
undertones. <laughs> Which is one of my follower alerts, by the way, on Twitch. <laughs> I love that song so much. Um, I'm trying to remember the fucking name of it, but it's actually half of a imbecile. It's half of a song. It's the radio intro, and then it goes into like his whole like monologue background. So all that is one track, if you can believe it. Um, anyway, OST aside, um, shall we talk about this now, actually, since you brought it up? Yeah. So, both of us- Yeah, the Spanish. I, I, I don't think I am, um, fluent enough to say, like, oh, I can speak Spanish 100%, but I can understand it almost 88%. I'm very good at understanding it. And, Eagle, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, you speak and understand it 100%. Yeah, I'm very fluent. Yeah. So what was it like being like, oh, your protagonist is in a new foreign land and they're speaking a foreign language at him. What will you do? Are you scared? What, what did you feel? At all? No, I was not scared at all because it was actually super helpful. <laughs> Te voy a matar. You know, they always tell you where they are. That's the best one where it's atrás de ti, imbécil. And it's like, oh, you're right behind me. Good to know. And that's Thanks, very man. It's helpful. not like this game doesn't have fucking quick turn. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I always thought that ever since the first time I played it. And I think it's just unique to us to where, you know, that's our heritage and shit. So we just fucking know that. But like, there's a lot of people who don't speak Spanish that are just like they're just shouting things. We don't know. And I to don't be get fair, it at all. Yeah, those fucking voice actors—they were really good. Like, mm-hmm. they sounded like demons when they were speaking a lot of the time. Like, like fucking crazy voice acting that I was Especially just really impressed the by. the castle, but we'll get there. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll get there when that's another thing that Resident Evil 4 does really well. And that's why I'm really excited to do this episode of Bio Bestiary on Resident Evil 4, because there is just such a fucking variety that I'm really wondering if the remake is still going to do, you know? Oh, and for those interested, Bone King recently did a uh, speed run of eight hours of what? Resident <laughs> Evil 4 yeah. uh, on his YouTube that I'm watching. Not all eight hours straight, though. That's, that's No, a, I don't recommend that for work, anyone. That's not what no, that's for. a work shift. I'm not doing that. To be honest, there... Okay, I hate to totally detract everything, but yes, I just released an episode, or not an episode, uh, a video of my playthrough of Resident Evil 4 just to sort of be like, hey, if you need a refresher of the original and don't want to play it, here you go. Here's my eight-hour speed run. So, you know, much appreciated on that front. And besides that, like, I, I, for those kind of videos that are that length, I recommend two things. You, you either have it run in the background as binging whatever while you're doing something else, or you do it in, in little bits. The YouTube will save your place. But we're not here for that. We're here for the enemies. So let us start with number one, the village Ganado. Yeah, which is, uh, our very first enemy of the game. They take the place of zombies. They're smarter than zombies. They're faster than zombies. Um, They also have weapons. They have range attacks. So, I mean, I know I I said I speak Spanish or, like, understand Spanish, but there are some things that I kind of get confused about. Like, ganado, doesn't that mean, like, you win? Yeah. But it also means cattle. Yeah, but it also means (laughs) cattlemen when you're talking about a person in reference to. 
So if you only speak English and you, you, you always hear like, oh, it's so weird that English words can mean two different things. It happens in Spanish, too. <laughs> yes. That's, that's, be that's the beautiful thing about language. Isn't that fun about linguistics? Um, Sounds yes. lingua franca. <laughs> what? <laughs> such murderous rage. I don't even know what you're talking about, but you're scaring me more than the Ganado. Fucking Metal Gear Solid Five, Skullface. Oh, okay. Like I'm gonna fucking <laughs> sounds lingua franca. Yeah. Oh my god, words that kill. Um, moving on. So yes, you are correct. Uh, Ganados come in different flavors. Um, you got your pitchforks. You've got your hatchets. Um, um barehanded knives. Uh, sickles. Uh, axes. Hatchets. Um, That's right. And that's really a cool thing about them. And I feel like that's what all the action trilogy kind of tried to replicate is like each one is a different enemy type and they can sort of change in between them when you disarm them. Um, mm -hmm. Something of, that we kind of need to mention when we're talking about Resident Evil 4's enemies is I think as much shit as Resident Evil 4 gets for having not like not having zombies, they are probably the most technically like... Um, not technically mechanical, but like the most advanced AI that the series has had for a while. Yeah, so much so they had to keep reusing the same AI. In the same Correct. AI. So they obviously felt <laughs> like it worked, right? And it's like, right. it, it astounds me today, like just how many different parts of the body you could shoot the Ganado with different reactions. Um, of course, and which open up different combos. Exactly. Everyone always goes for the roundhouse kick. It's become Leon's signature. Um, but all in all, just if you experiment with all the different places you can shoot a Ganado, you can find like, wow, there's a lot of cool mocapping here. Not more than Goldeneye, weirdly enough, but there's a lot. Uh, anything you want to mention about Ganado? You can Ganado? also catch that stream. <laughs> well, one day, I'm hoping to have that on the YouTube channel soon. So very, very soon. Um, in any case, uh, the fun thing about Ganados is that, yeah, they're really difficult when you're first getting used to them. Because, like, you just are getting used to movement and whatnot. But once you're able to read animations, they're just this beautiful game of countering. And I yeah. kind of love this enemy. It, it's a great enemy to have. Um, they're, they're literally probably the most fun the game has with the, the reactions, the combos. Everything's so fluid, you know? <laughs> so much so that the creators were like, wow, this should just be its own game mode. And Mercenaries was born, or at least reborn. Reborn, yes. I do have certain favorites. I love the dynamite ones because you get to shoot the dynamite and oh, they kill yes. everybody else. Yes. Do you have a favorite? So the, the dynamite one is a very good pick because, man, they they put them there to stop you. But, man, are they helpful. Like, they're just... You Crowd shoot control. The yeah, it's so great in terms of just clearing out a room for you. Thanks. <laughs> Um, in terms of having a favorite, it, it's kind of tough. I, th I feel like I want to say whatever one doesn't turn into a parasite. Because when you get a parasite, it becomes a, oh my god, kind of ordeal. Not that because, like, they're going to be fast or anything, but they have this crazy AoE. Once the parasite is out, it could reach a long distance, way yes. further than you ever thought it could. And it takes so many shots, you know, just to fucking put it down. And you're constantly dealing with other shit while you're dealing with that. So the best strategy there, and this is a consistent thing throughout the entire action trilogy, is you use a flash grenade. Yeah. That's kind of like one of the mainstays. 
which is mm. funny because I never use the flash grenade. I always sell them. Which you can do, but I would argue that flash grenades are the most important grenade in the entire grenade Yeah, because they're instant kills, right? They are instant for the- kill for every parasite in the game, plus can stun enemies for two times longer. Sometimes I feel like it's three times, but I don't know. Um, Then like a, uh, a gunshot to the face stun. Like, it lasts a while, and that's enough to just get out of the room and do whatever you need to. So um, definitely recommend flash grenades for almost everything that we're going to be fighting in this entire list as we go through it. Um, mm-hmm. But the village Ganado are definitely one of the most fun enemies to, to fight against. And that's why mercenaries exist. <laughs> um, speaking of, there's our next guy who shows up literally 10 minutes in. Is kind mm-hmm. of a sub boss. I call him a sub boss. But... Papa Salvador, Dr. Salvador, brown bag himself, our Jason archetype with a chainsaw and a little, you know, feather in the cap. But Bone King here owns the chainsaw controller. (laughs) I feel like you plug so much stuff for me that I I never have. I never plug and I'm like, yeah, I guess I should mention that. Uh, yeah, I, I got the GameCube Resident Evil 4 chainsaw controller. And before anyone gets jealous or, or fucking thinks it it's sucks. super cool. It sucks. <laughs> it is the worst thing to play on ever. Like, I've tried so many games on it. And it is just, it's it's just, I don't know. The button placement is just weird. Maybe one day, maybe one day I'll figure out how to do a stream of it. I'm not even sure how. But uh, it's hard. <laughs> it's pretty fucking hard. <laughs> But um, speaking of hard, Dr. Salvador, <laughs> um, I just really love the um, the intro of him, the way the designers brought him in. He's not, as you said, he's not a, a boss, at least until later when we get to Bella sisters. But he, he is an instant kill enemy, which the series really hasn't had like this before. But you are capable enough in this new 3D environment where you can get away from him. And he becomes like an environmental boss. Where you're like, I need to figure out how to get distance from that now. And yeah, if he kept showing up multiple times through like, yeah, he shows up multiple times throughout the game. But they use him sparingly. They don't like use him every other room. Less is more. Yeah, Resident Evil 6. Um, but like the whole latter half of that game is really annoying because of the chainsaw they have there. But, um, in any case, uh, I also just love the restraint on his design. He's just a Ganado with a bag on its head and man, did it work? Man, does it work? Does it not work? Yeah, it works. It's, it, it's a Jason reference. It's a, a leather two Jason reference, which is it's the a leather face reference. The the beginning of the game is very Village of the Damned, you know. His animations are straight up Leatherface. You're you're absolutely correct. When when he yeah. like starts like uh waving it around and stuff when he's injured, like he's he's channeling his inner Leatherface, which is really Doctor cool. Salvador is probably Capcom's love letter to seventies horror, American horror, and I just love it. It's such a genius idea without going too far. And because he's not listed here, I feel like we should mention him. It's weird that he's not listed on the enemy list, but there is uh, another Dr. Salvador. I forget his name. But the one with the blue shirt? Mm, 
I don't think he, does he have a blue shirt? I actually don't know what color his shirt is. I don't remember. But he only shows up on the Waterworld stage on Mercenaries. He's the, oh. the he's the Dr. Salvador that has a chainsaw with two blades on it. And he's easily oh, yeah. like twice his size. Um, He's insane. So like they could have gone over the top with his design and in fact did so for a, a boss in Mercenaries. But, you know, I just, I love him. He's got a certain elegance to him. Is Does that make sense? Like... No, no. I mean, there's there's such a thing as simple elegance. And again, we said it earlier, less is more. He's he's perfect the way it is. He doesn't do anything overly complicated either. His thing is, I get close to you and instant kill you. One purpose. <laughs> but I, I would like to point out, just for those listening, the Ganados, easy to defeat, usually just a, a gunshot. You either melee them or you stun them and then you knife them for the rest. Or just try to run away and kind of corner them uh-huh. with either your handgun and shotgun. Salvador, shotgun. I'm blasting that dude in the face. With the oh, shotgun. 100%. He, he's married to my shotgun because that's probably the most crowd control weapon you have is the shotgun. And, right. you know, second to your fucking roundhouse kicks, which is my first thing I would suggest. My favorite weapon against Dr. Salvador is other Grenade? Ganados. Oh, I like to roundhouse kick a Ganado to push him away because that is way more effective. (laughs) I think the next one, honestly, because after Salvador, we just keep getting Ganados. We go to the lake. But that's part of why Resident Evil 4 is so well designed, too, is you have a versatile enemy and you basically have handcrafted obstacle courses with these enemies. And they give you, like, what, two... Yeah, maybe, no, I wouldn't say two chapters. I'm skipping a little too far ahead. But they give you, like, a good amount of subchapters of just them. Yes, I agree. Yeah, like, it's really well-paced. At least, I love the beginning. Do we talk about the bear trap as an enemy? (laughs) Yes, the Ganados will trap shit. And they'll also give you quick-time events. So, speaking of a quick-time event, we have one that kind of has one in the middle of a fight, and you don't even use any of your weapons, which is Del Lago, the fucking lake monster. Yes, Del Largo. So all we have really is the harpoons. Correct. Um, which I also a... don't what? care about this villain. He seems like a chore. More, more often than not, I regard him as a chore for the game. I like the idea. I like the set piece. I like a lot about what he does. Um, it's annoying on New Game Plus only because you have a hand cannon in your pocket right now and can't use it. But beyond that, like, it's fine. I think the fight itself is doesn't drag on too long. I love the idea of when he, like, stops moving and then all the water's still and then Leon has to get up and try and figure out what direction he's coming from. Fun fact, if you disable the noise grain, the uh, UI prompt that alerts you of what direction he's coming from is gone. So, uh, way harder. Um, the reticule for where you're aiming the harpoon is right. also gone. So, do not remove the noise filter, or at least be prepared for Del Largo for that, because I was very <laughs> much caught off guard, um, which you could see in the video. I was like, what the fuck? Now I have to actually listen to it? Like, what is this? So, I think I had a really interesting experience with him. Um, one other thing I'll say about Del Lago before we move on. He is the best boss in VR. Really? Like super easy? I don't know about super easy, but like when you are in the boat 
and he is dragging you around and you have to throw the harpoons. Not even, it's a harpoon gun in that one, but you have to load it. You have to load the harpoon gun. It was the most immersed I've ever been in a VR game so far. Damn, dude. It was nuts. I I remember after the fight, I had to take it off and I was like, whoa, (laughs) that was fucking awesome. Vinny, you have to try this. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, definitely. definitely. Well, speaking of things to try, we also have Las Plagas, which is just the... Which is just the parasite of the of the Ganados. I kind of brought also, this up earlier. I'm so sorry. I didn't realize they had them separately here. Yeah. So it's all good. Basically, flash grenade, insta-kill. Yes. Um, the creepy crawlies, at least in the mines. They come in varieties. Yeah, actually. Yeah, the creepy crawlies, they're, uh, they're very much alien. They're very much uh, a face hugger. Yes. Yes. I'm not I talking about the to... bat. I'm talking about the... the no, the one that, that crawls kinda... on the floor, and then when it gets yeah. on you, it does little stabs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one. That one, I can, I can definitely see that as well. Um, Just in its movement. Yeah, I was trying to think what it reminded me of. It, it reminds me of some very thin spider thing that I can't recall right now, which is going to drive me insane. Just, I don't know, I hang... I don't know, but hang out around the stream or something. I'm sure I'll remember it then. But I will say that the Plagas come in three different varieties. One is the regular one where they're just sticking out of the head and they're just a bunch of whips. There's the one that we were just talking about that can actually separate from the head and it crawls on the ground. And that's the the, <clears throat> the facehugger kind of one. And then there's the third one that gets me the fucking most. And I hate it. Which it's one? Not oh, even the a knife? Problem. The blade? Well, no, that's part of the first one, which I now that I think about it, that probably is the one that killed me the most. But the third one, where it's out of the cultist's head, and it, it does the instant kill. Oh, the, you have low the, enough the head suck. Yeah, and I'm always running past shit, so I always have low health. And it's like, fuck off. So it just takes your head right off, and it's a pain in the ass. But anyway, flash grenades, the answer. And if you don't have a flash grenade, they're pretty easy to stun with just about any pistol or, or anything else. Also, TMP, weirdly enough, works really well with them. That they're probably one of the only enemies that works really well with the TMP. <laughs> I love the TMP. Man. I hate the TMP, so I'm glad you do. Yeah, but I always do a kill everything run. Which is so bizarre to me, because the TMP is, like, so weak. I, I, I feel like it barely yeah, but does it enough does, damage. It, it stunlocks everything, because it's always DPS. It's crowd control on a different level. But it's so light that it doesn't actually stunlock everything. It stunlocks villagers, but not everything. But also, it's it's a nice, like, 300-round magazine handgun before you get the Matilda for cleaning the game. So welcome back to game. our Gun Calibers episode on Resident Evil 4. Um, <laughs> Speaking of the TMP, ironically, when we get the TMP, we also get the biggest boy, El Gigante. The giant. Oh, you know what we should do? I was leaving it open for you to say it. No, I didn't realize you were wrestler. doing that. But I feel like we should we should actually do a thing. Wait, wait were you going to say the big show? The big yeah, show. Big... I love him. Well, yeah, but his WCW name was the giant. Like, I fucking know that. I just know that he's a very handsome man. Um, but what we should say is we should actually give whatever translations we can, because I forget, we have a lot of audience members that don't speak Spanish. So, so this is the giant. The giant. What was, what's Del Largo? That's just the big, isn't it? Del Largo the is... The large. The lake. What? No, of lake. 
of lake. Del Lago is of lake. Lago is lake. Del is. Oh, of. there's no R. Yeah, it's Lago. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. So it's of lake and then the giant so far. Okay. Yeah. So the cave troll from Lord of the Rings decides to show up out of nowhere. Um, I don't know why. I don't know how, but it's here. I would not be surprised mm-hmm. if that was the point. Yeah, no. I mean, it's a bullet sponge like a motherfucker. Do we he have also an explanation ha- for this? For why he's so big? No, I don't like, remember. Who, wh- where did they get a cave troll? Well, my understanding was it was just a parasite that... Uh, Depending on the DNA of the people, it it becomes huge. So you think that, so I mean, not that I'm, I'm just genuinely don't know, like it was human beforehand. I assume so. Okay. It's human-like. It definitely is humanoid, but like, I, none of the parasites do this. So I'm like, and we see it's But we parasite. have multiple gigantes. So. Yeah, and and some of them wear S and M gear, so I guess they must have been human before, or less. And or they the show up in five. They show up in five. Well, okay, anything that's later on is just because they did it from four. Like, there's no actual like. And even in that game, what's the explanation? Like, where where did they get a cave troll? Was it just in a person? <laughs> we have no explanation. I would like to say, if earlier in the game you save the dog, the dog will help you here. Yes, which we didn't mention because he's not an enemy. But if you save the dog, if you save Huey from Haunting Ground in the beginning of the game, <laughs> he will come here to help you here. Um, yes, he's helpful. I sometimes don't want him there. Want to know why? The rocket launcher runs? No, because if El Gigante breaks the, the huts, you get less rewards. And Huey oh. will almost always lead him to the fucking huts every time. Mm. So, so I, I would prefer beating him before. He comes out, right. but I mean, it's a neat Which usually thing. you do, because I've seen you play. You usually get the fucking rocket launcher just, all right, that's it. Again, that, oh, wow, since we're talking about enemies, and this is the first boss, well, the first boss you can use it on. So I think it's, I, it, it's a good time for me to mention it. Every boss we talk about moving forward has what I call the rocket launcher strategy. Resident Evil 4 has this thing you can do with the merchant where you can buy a rocket launcher at any time you can only buy hold one at once though that's that's the trade-off however every person that i've ever asked always thinks the same thing when that option is there in the store they think i can only buy that once and i've got to make it count so i'm not gonna buy it now and they never buy the rocket launcher little do they know that when they use the rocket launcher it will fucking restock in the shop so yep. any and for the boss, same price, it never goes up. It never goes up. So there's no penalty to using the rocket launcher. And when you kill a boss, they will give you more than enough money to buy another one. So yeah. it becomes this loop of just use a rocket launcher, beat a boss, get the gold, buy another one before the boss. And I don't know. I'm not saying, oh, you have to do this. I'm not even saying it's optimal. I'm just saying it's weird that it's an option. But how nice of a gameplay that that it allows that. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, you could rocket launcher him. You also unload ammo on him, and then he has a quick time event where you kind of like cut his parasite to pieces. It is his last resort. Um, <laughs> Suffocation. No breathing. Don't give a fuck if my plaga starts breathing. And press L one R one when he falls, so you could dodge from the fall. 
if you're too close to them. Stop um, this. What is this? <laughs> this is the one we came here for. So moving on, speaking of Huey from Haunted Ground, uh-huh. his his cousins in this game also are Cerberus, oh, yeah. But, yeah. but worse. They're called Colmillos, which I don't even... Isn't that like teeth, like wisdom teeth or some shit? Um, or... I'm you actually. That's one I don't know because I don't yeah, think I don't that's know. Cuban Spanish. I think <laughs> I think that's it's definitely not Cuban Spanish. That's like Spanish. I was gonna like, say, is that like Spain Spanish? I don't even know. So correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know, but that that does not that's not in the Cuban Spanish. So we actually both don't know what this one is. It's fangs. That's what is it. it fangs? Okay, which yeah. makes sense. They've got plenty of those. Um, you can actually run shotgun. into these. Yes, shotgun is definitely the answer. Um, or you can do what I do, run, obviously, and you do a little thing called serpentining. Uh, <laughs> s- serpentining is where you make an S shape as you run. So you go left, right, left, right, and it fucks them up every time. They have no idea what to do. They will lunge into the air next to you. Sometimes they'll get you, but it is very rare. Uh, do you have any other strategy? I don't know if the flash grenade works as an instant kill, despite the Plaga being there. I don't know about that, but usually just shotgun. Yeah, keep by that distance. point. Yeah. Keep your distance, because they, they, they do deal quite a bit of damage. TMP is good, gra- actually, on this, now that I realize. Yeah, that too. You, this is speed. a stun lock, 100%. Um, now we have back-to-back bosses in this. <laughs> so we're going to nail, we're going to nail the first one, which is a pair of wait, bosses. Wait, 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 hold on. Let's do it this way, though. We're at the switch. You go first. Which way are you going? Oh, uh, I go both. I always go both. Uh, obviously, but we're doing this for the show, which I have to pick <laughs> the other one. Which one you go first? I will go deal with El Gigante first, then. All right, so you pick the correct option. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, but the left side's really fun too. But yes, yeah, um, it's way more fun thanks to the fact that there's a conveniently placed trash can that you can stuff Ashley in. So the other side has two chainsaws, um, which is the Bella sisters. Which I think is a great, are- great boss. I think it's funny. Yes, they have such a great introduction. They just break shit down. And they start running at you, screaming, which is compared to Dr. Salvador, who didn't say shit. He, he says stuff. He's, he does yell. He does yell, but it's that's the thing, though. Bella sisters have the most personality. Um, like, if we, if Dr. Salvador had some leather face, Bella sisters are all leather face. And mm. I'm going to be honest with you, I'm way more excited to meet them than Dr. Salvador <laughs> in the remake. Oh, in the remake? Yeah. I oh bro, they're gonna be fucking weird. <laughs> Unless um, they're cut. Unless they're cut. They better not be. Mm, who knows? The word is the 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 remake's pretty faithful, but we'll get to that when we get to when it. When we get there, when we play it. So um, Bella Sisters, it's what's worse than one Dr. Salvador? It's two. So you have to double up on just the amount of ammunition you're going to do. You're going to do a lot of shotgun. You're going to do a lot of frag grenades. You're going to run around a lot. There's Elevation. a lot of ganados. Elevation is your oh. friend. Oh, yeah. Climb up. You have yes. the high ground. You also, have, you also have iframes as you're climbing. So use that. And by iframes, I mean invincibility. So climb. Well, there's one that 
oh yeah, you do have invincibility with him uh, in the next fight that we have, which is Mendez, the chief. Oh, I don't know man. anything. I don't. I don't know anything else about the sisters to bring up because they're basically two Doctor Salvadors. As soon as no, you kill I mean, both, you're, yeah, you're, you're right. It's basically flash grenades and shotguns. And then for the other El Gigante, it's kind of like a set piece thingy where you have Ashley with you, and the idea is to drop rocks on him, and you can do all of that, or you could just run like I do and shoot the fucking chains. And once you do that, you can get to the other side. And once you get to the other side, well, if you're fast enough, you can get the key in the hut and then just run out. So, I mean, that's the one thing stopping you. The door is locked on the other end. You get the key in the fucking cabin. That's it. It's actually not that bad. I do recommend going through both because the gold is worth it. So The gold is definitely worth it. The ammo's worth it. Everything's worth it. There's also treasure. Yes. So we go to the chief, who's very annoying. Yes. It's a very nice fight. It's a you cool know, design, so- for sure. Yeah. And you have a really cool set piece with the everything's on fire. And he has a great presentation. So I feel like there's a missed opportunity with this enemy. Why? Why is that? You spend the entire intro building him up to be this big Mr. X motherfucker. And we never get to fight him like that. Mm, that's true. He, we end up fighting yeah. him as like a hanging enemy. Yeah, well, first he's just sort of walking around slowly with a super exposed spine, which most people don't even realize that's a phase for how fast they get through it. And then mm. you deal with him as a hanging enemy. <laughs> um, which, by the way, makes my rocket launcher run way harder than it needs to be. Not really hard, but it, it makes it trickier because don't use the rocket launcher on the first phase because the second phase will still happen. You have to wait for yeah. the second phase and he moves around like crazy, so it's even harder, but he'll still go down in one hit then. Um, pretty good fight. I would say TMP, shotgun. I don't recommend the sniper, even though the sniper will do a shitload of damage in the second phase. Mm -hmm. But yeah, for me, it's TMP, shotgun. That's usually my combo with with him. Yeah, for me, it's it's the spine. Just about anything will work on the spine when he's got that phase going. Then when he starts climbing, grenades, grenades are so your friend because he'll fall immediately if you do a flash grenade. So like... He gets up, flash, ah, shoot, shoot, shoot. He gets up, flash, ah, and it just kind of becomes this fucking rinse and repeat until he's done. I, I love Mendez. I feel like this is a really cool set piece. Um, Can't wait to see what they do in the remake. Neither can I, man. I am super excited for it. Speaking of, we just left Pueblo. We just yeah. got out. We're Took running out. Took his eye, yeah. scanned it. And we open the castle. And what does the castle have? More Ganados. More yeah. winners. <laughs> yeah, more winners. But these win castles. Um, welcome to the longest segment of the game. Um, I would say a little too long. But they yeah. do a lot of cool stuff here. So I don't know. But uh, the, the pace kind of slows to a halt, I feel here. Mm-hmm. But it does build on the atmosphere. Speaking of, these Ganados have a different speech pattern, different voice casts. They have different presentation. They're a little bit more agile than the village ones. Mm-hmm. They're um, they're more, roughly the same. <laughs> yes, but um, you know they. I feel they're faster, and they have different weapons because they have sights now. Yes, which as, are a, a little bit more range, as well as wearing iron helmets, which will deflect headshots. Um, yeah. They also have a very, very annoying tendency 
to uh, materialize, materialize out of thin air if you leave Ashley behind at any point. If you leave mm-hmm. her and just don't be next to her, one of them will spawn next to her. That is a thing about Castle Ganados. And guess what? That's an auto game over if Ashley gets taken. Right. And the game has enough trash cans to stuff her in where it's not a problem. But like, and Ashley herself is not a problem. She is a fairly competent NPC, despite what my playthrough on the channel shows. I kind of <laughs> did some stupid things and got myself and her killed. But that is not necessarily her fault. Um, as you mentioned before, and I kind of talked over it, but they they do this. They recontextualize the Ganados to where they just sort of Moridas vivid, Moridas vivid. They're very, they're praying a lot. Yeah, and you get the fact that like the feeling that like, oh fuck, this is the cult ground. Got it. Um, really cool stuff. Love the Castle Ganado. Uh, introducing the suplex, also a fun thing. Um, but treat them 100%. just about as any other, you know, Ganado. Now. We have probably like the stand-in for the hunters or the lickers in this case because they react to sound. Mm-hmm. But the garador, yes, which is grappler. That's all it is. You know, which makes grappler. sense. Which again um, reminds me of how much I want a Resident Evil fighting game. But whatever. Dude is so cool. First of all, yes, he's got such a great presentation. Huge fucking claws on either side. And just a mountain of a man, like, because he towers over Leon. And when you fight him the first time, you have, like, these bells that you shoot. So to kind of distract him to hit the parasite in the back of him, mm-hmm. which you could do fairly well. He's he's a weak spot boss. So good luck. And Godspeed. Just make sure to not make a lot of noise. I hate dealing with him because he's like one of the only enemies I can't run <laughs> around. So he's so annoying and he always catches me off my game and whatever. It's his thing. He, he's literally a hunter, like the game's level version of a hunter. Well, I don't know. Or liquor. I'm sorry. We we do get Novistadors at some point, but yeah, kind of. No, those are the Chimera. We'll see. Anyway, I mean, kind of. I mean, is that not what regenerators? Anyway, we'll get there. Um, moving on, uh, the Garrad- Garrador. Um, I find them kind of annoying, but I love their design. I like the idea that the castle is trying to find more ways to find deadly things by just limiting off their senses and trying to fucking make someone who's really good at that. Um, really cool idea. I don't really know what else to say. I mean, it's a great thing where you have to pull the switch by it. My strategy is, yeah, it's a weak point, boss. I would recommend Magnum only because I hate these things and I just want to get out of the room as fast as possible. But if you don't have that, just slow and steady wins the race here. Absolutely. And speaking of slow and steady, we have probably the slowest enemies in the game right here. The Armadura. <laughs> Some of is, them don't even move. Yeah. Um, it's an Ashley enemy. You just evade them and then... They do a quick time event, and that was it. I mean, that's not the that's that's Ashley's version of the armadura. 
Um, you do fight them as Leon when you're getting the. I don't remember the the chalice. Oh yeah, 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 in that room in the circle. It's a yeah, circle. so th there's like a circle room where there's a chalice in the center, and you gotta grab the chalice, and then literally like eight of these fuckers just start coming in and just repopulating as you kill them. Um, it's wild, but I keep going back to the TMP. Oh, and the Red Nine. TMP is great say. for that, actually, because knocking off their helmets is not a damage percentile. It's like the amount of hits. Right. So, like, you can... I use a pistol, but... Um, I, I love how this podcast went from... I fucking hate the TMP to, you know what? The TMP is good here too. Well, listen, man, the, the castle is like the best place for the fucking TMP. And then that's it. But I mean, whatever. Yes. I mean, it works here, but it is almost always immediately followed up with a flash grenade. I save flash grenades for this encounter because once the helmet's off, they're a parasite and they instant kill with one. And it is always worth it to have at least two for this thing. So... I think there's one in the boss fight, too, if I'm not mistaken. So you got one for free, even. There you go. And it's all about timing with the flash grenade. It's all about timing uh, with Ashley, too, because of the quick time event, yeah. Yeah. So now we got, after that, we got our bugs, our chimeras, if you will, the novistadors. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They're fast, agile little fuckers. They're also stealthy. They, they become invisible if they're standing still. Shotgun. All day. Oh, and sniper rifle, weirdly enough. Yeah, oh, the sniper is definitely my answer to this. Um, 100%. For, the semi-auto really does damage to them. Novistador means the unseener, which is referencing their, their cloaking technology. Um, I, I would say that, like, it's so weird for me to recommend a weapon for them because I do end up running past almost every single one of them because... There is a weird, a weird little trick. Um, doctors hate it about novistadors. Um, <laughs> so there's a counter with the novistadors where they have an attack where they'll lunge and jump on you, right? And it actually has a sick fucking death animation if you do get killed by it, where acid falls on your face and then the camera zooms up on Leon's half like dissolved face and you can see his exposed skull. It's fucking nuts. Um, that aside, there's a weird quirk where if you mash the action button, um, like B or I think it's square on the PlayStation controller, as you're running through those areas, you will automatically counter whenever they jump at you. Really? Yeah. They, like, because the, the button prompt will come up, and since you're mashing it, Leon will just automatically, like, sometimes the prompt won't even have time to pop up. You will have already pressed it in time. Hmm. So most damn, of those, I never, yeah. I, I've never done that. Most of those areas for me are running through it and mashing square, and you just literally kick them off as you go through. If you can't do that, sniper's great because you can see their eyes when they're invisible, and you can mm -hmm. also see their their um, drool, and that also helps. Right. So, and of course, you know they're only using currently existing technology. They don't have stealth camo. <sighs> Eagle, they're in the sewers with you right now. That's impossible. The weight limit. Ah, <laughs> oh, look at all the freaking cat's eyes. Ugh. But there's so many. That's the best thing about them, by the way. Uh, kill them to get cat's eyes to put in your butterfly lamp. A tee Um There you go. It, and and also, you get multiple oh, butterfly lamps. Yeah, speaking of that, I just want to mention really quick, and then we'll move on. They have a hive in this game. Um, Ashley gets kidnapped around one of them. 
And throughout most of my playthroughs when I was first playing this game, I didn't realize you can destroy the hive. Did you know that? Yeah. Okay. Take a rocket launcher to the hive or do enough damage and the whole thing will fall and fucking dissolve through the ground like a goddamn Ocarina of Time puzzle, but whatever. Um, and a ton of cat's eyes will be there. So definitely do that. Um, I also really just like them as an enemy. They're, they're really fun to deal with. This one is not. This is two bosses in one. The Verdugo. I, I like Verdugo. <laughs> You like Verdugo? Bro, he is fucking annoying. So, like, you had, uh, you know, Garrador, which was sort of Wolverine-y slash a little Freddy with his claws. It, it, you got some Leatherface with Dr. Salvador and Bella's sisters. Verdugo gives you some nice predator. <laughs> he's got his active camo. He's got his, I mean, predators have a tail, but his, he's stealthy. It, his name means executioner. And there you go. Executioner. Um, I or like, Hangman, whichever you want. Oh, I didn't even realize that. How fun. Um, he, he is the originator of, actually, no, the alligator in Resident Evil 2 is the originator of the go to the gas canister and push it over so the enemy can get hurt by it and then you do damage. So, like, he's a part of that, but then RE5 did it with Ouroboros, RE6 did it with fucking... Uh, Ustanak a little bit? Yeah. There's, they do it a lot, actually, in 6, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but in any case, they, there's a neat environmental element where you push down the freeze canisters and you get to do damage yeah. to them that way. I like him. I think he's a really fun boss. I He annoys the shit out of me. I've died to him accidentally a couple times where I misjudge things. He is a difficult boss. Shotgun all the way. Magnum. Oh, yeah. I don't even waste time with a pistol on him. It's it's shotgun um, and magnum. Um, but he's like the equivalent of the RE5 Wesker fight for me here. He's fun to be in the room with. <laughs> you and I have very different levels of fun. Um, <laughs> so he's uh, the right hand of the guy that we're going to fight next. Correct. And uh, it comes off. Yeah. Uh, he disposes of us with a huge Plant 42 fight. It's Plant 42. It's Plant 42 again. I'm so confused as to what even the fuck that room is. Yeah. What fucking function is it? I guess it's just an arena. No, no. They say they say it's the ritual. And the ritual has already happened by the time you get there. What is the ritual? I don't know. I, I don't know why it's any different from when Ashley was had the Plaga already and we were racing to get it out of her because it was going to grow, right? Or Listen, was it not? The, the <laughs> plot of Resident Evil 4 doesn't hold a lot. No, because it. I realized it as I was editing Resident Evil 4's video. I was like, wait, wait, wait. Is the game trying to tell me that the reason why Sadler keeps stopping Leon from taking Ashley home is because the Plaga hasn't fully developed yet and needs time to grow before he can send her back. And if that's the case, why did you fucking tell them your plan the minute you met them? It's a villain, George. They always do that. I'm just confused because all of a sudden now there's a ritual that Salazar has to hurry with. It's, it's all plot. Let's not... 
let's not dwell on it. It's stupid. It's always going to be stupid. Because it's a James Bond. No, because fight. if the ritual is supposed to cement the vi- the the plaga in her, then why are we able to take it out afterward? Like I just, it doesn't. Why does he fucking sacrifice himself to it? I don't. Why? <laughs> Moving on. So we get Ro- R- Ramon Salazar. This is actually where I use a rocket launcher at first. Yeah, this is because at yeah. that point. I have so many butterfly lamps fully stocked that I just dump it on. I'm like, you know what? I don't want to waste time. I just want to get rid of Salazar. He's a pain in the ass fight. Correct. And I'd rather just rocket launcher him. And it also helps that this is the part of the game where they give you a rocket launcher. You don't even have to buy it. You go into a room in the castle and it's encased in glass. You get one free rocket launcher. Oh, yeah, that's true. That is the rocket launcher I use on. Yes, everyone tells me the same thing because, A, everyone wants to fucking wreck Salazar, especially with how, um, first off, amazing, amazing voice acting, amazing characterization. I just want to give major props to the guy who did Salazar. This character has almost zero impact on the plot, yet is somehow the most fucking recognizable and memorable character in the game. So like He's more interesting than Sadler. Right? And like, I don't know. I I, I want to give major props to the per the voice actor and everything. Yeah, um, scene stealer, whoever it was. Great job. But uh yes, everybody wants to use the rocket launcher on Sa- on Salazar because of this rapport you've built with him. Plus they give you one, so the game kind of wants it too. I don't know. But once you kill him Oh, well, hold on. You're if, out of the castle. If, oh. if you don't have a rocket launcher, it, for whatever reason you used it early or want to save it, I don't know. The strategy is elevation is your friend because it has an up and down. Um, he has a sniper big, rifle. big eye that you hit with the sniper rifle. And when he exposes himself, you shoot him then. That's it. Magnum. Yeah. Magnum when he opens up. Grenades are great. Again. Again. Grenades are always. Grenades are the best weapon at this game. <laughs> They're amazing. Yep, says the man who beat the shit out of me in deck building with a Jill grenade build. Well, that's because they're broken with Jill, at least how we played it. I don't know. In any case, as you say, we hitch a ride with our favorite super totally our girlfriend, um, and she takes us to the island. Yep, where we deal with soldiers. Now, this is where the the fucking first gun, what is it, the white ghost, the handgun? The silver ghost. Five time... Where you get five times crit chance, you might as well just sell it and buy the Blacktail, you know, buy Red Nine, something. Because at this point, all your enemies have some protection in their head. Which was interesting because, like, as we've talked about on the podcast, especially the fucking um, gun caliber caliber for Resident Evil 4, I'm a Blacktail guy. He's a Red Nine guy. But weirdly enough, the penetrator is actually penetrator Punisher. The Punisher, because it penetrates, uh, is actually very good here because it goes through helmets. Oh, the Resi Four run that you just did—that was your Punisher run. Yeah, and I had such a problem with the Punisher the entire game until the island where it finally became useful. It's weird how that how the game gives you that handgun for doing a submission. Mm-hmm. And you could just keep it with you, never fucking use it, really. Why would you? It takes space. Act. Yeah. You would never, and it does less damage, and the only benefit is, hey, it can go through enemies and hit Ashley. Great. But no. I have, I, a, I have a concern, though. Is there any way where you could just, like, claim it before the, the island? Like, you could just leave ooh. it in the merchant's off, 
in the merchant's offer. Yeah. Never claim it for free because you have, you know, he says, hey, I'll give it to you for free. Pick it up. Yeah. That's totally legit, actually. Good call. I never thought of that. Well, there you go. Uh, that's what you do, especially with the soldier Ganados, who have fucking stun rods. I hate the stun rods. Uh, they also have shields similar to the castle ones. Um, you know what they don't have? What? Guns. Thank God. That That's Except something one. RE5 and 6. They didn't really, they're like, yeah, we got to level them up a bit. Let's give them a few more dangerous weapons. Yeah, okay. Resident Evil 4 saved the gun for JJ for a reason. Having minor enemies running around doing little hits on you is fucking annoying. So thankfully, yeah. these guys use stun batons. They use uh, these giant shields that we didn't mention for the cultists as well. They have the shields, which I have to say are the most annoying. I hate them. Yeah, I, I fucking hate shields, but that's why you have grenades. There is a really easy way to get around them, but you have to be like playing the game for years before it feels comfortable to do it. And you shoot their feetsies as well. That's another way to. It, it it also is high risk, high reward. Yeah, I usually shoot feetsies with the with the pistol. Usually the red nine at that point. Yeah, and um, most penetrative stuff will go through. So I don't know. So speaking of JJ, we have the Gatling, uh, not Majani. Sorry, but no, that's in five. <laughs> but he looks like he's basically in five. It, like he just has upgraded assets for five, but. He's a Gatling gun fucking uh, soldier. Mm-hmm. Hide until you can shoot him to death with a sniper rifle. Correct. Keep your distance. Yeah, don't go you close because he has a push. Close. Yeah, he has a push that's really annoying because he doesn't like people scuffing up his raspberry beret. So you don't yeah. want to get close to him in that regard. Um, he is kind of cute, and I know you want to, but stay away. But hide and shoot. I, I find most of them you could run past. I, I don't think there is a JJ you have to kill in this game. Yeah, well, I always kill. Oh, there's so, one. There's one in the, the Mike gauntlet. There's one you have to kill for a key, and that's it. Well, especially because it's Mike. You should do it because it's Mike. I Mike, also, is, Mike, the, Mike is life. Is Mike that is what you're going to fucking say? Mike is the best helicopter pilot in the entire series. Fucking somehow feels less forced than Krauser, and I don't know how. Um, one thing I'll mention really quick, since we're at the island, the Ganados start sounding the most demonic they ever have throughout the entire game. You're not even sure half of these things sound human anymore. They have this, these intense voices that I think are really fucking freaky, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to mention another thing. When they have the crossbow, I don't know if you noticed this, but... Any crossbow Ganados, when they fire it, it goes, blah, blah, blah. No, I never noticed it. It only makes that sound when they fire. So why do they make that noise only when they shoot? It's so weird. (laughs) It's like, you know, when somebody's like, pew, pew. Are you doing gun noises when you're using finger guns? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So next time you're playing it, listen out for it. They go, blah, blah. And it's like, what the fuck? So, yeah, that happens. I don't know why. Um, so we have a really creepy boss. Oh, this one's designed great. Uh, yeah, I love its design. I also love the fight itself. It's very set PC. It's run away um, until you come face to face with it. You're in a hanging box, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But it's you three. It's basically I you always called them scorpion guy or scorpion <laughs> king, I guess. 
because he's 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 got humanoid features. He's got a scorpion feature. It's flesh. It's all weird. It's disgusting. It's great. It's very Cronenberg. Uh, again, this is a boss. You unload everything you got on him. He's like a Mendez where everything's kind of okay to use on him. Uh, would you would you use the flash grenade here? Because I think that's probably the best. Flash grenade with deep. Flash grenade. There's hardly an enemy in the game that the flash grenade grenade is not amazing for. <laughs> um, he's also kind of like a little bit of an ammo, just just a bullet sponge. For more honest, like he's got some attacks, but nothing really. I don't think anything one hit kills. So I mean. One thing I like about this enemy is that, you know, one person, you know, uh, the villagers died. Then, you know, the, the cultists died. And now you three have to die. Um, <laughs> but in any case, uh, I, I think this boss, it's so weird. I love the design of this boss. I like what he's doing. I loathe the place you fight him. Why am I fighting him under a time limit, A, that's really annoying. And B, it's so cramped and this guy is so huge. Like, I don't know. It doesn't really feel like this is his boss room. I feel like Vertigo would actually fit better here. But I don't know. But the second I, half of the I boss fight is better. Hate, yeah, I definitely hate the, the containers. Yeah, the whole container thing. I mean, yeah, it's a nice, oh, exhilarating. But it's just annoying because like if you're running past it like me, he's got a big enough hitbox where he covers most of the fucking walkway. Mm and it just becomes yeah. a chore to get through. It's not really a lot of fun in that one. Well, I want you to nail this one. Tell me if it's fun. Jack fucking Krauser. So How is he? <laughs> so I'm I've become very intimate with Mr. Jack over here. Um yeah, when you first fight him, it is a pretty har harrowing encounter because you're like, "Ah, fuck. He's like appearing out of nowhere. He's got quick time events." He's got a TMP that's super annoying. He's got fucking drones, a la Wesker from Code Veronica. Like, he's doing a lot of shit. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. much like other segments of the game, they are not expecting you to just run forward. So, you can basically, the first half when he does the quick time events, you just gotta get used to the quick time events. Really, it's what? It's like square X and then square and X at the same time. It's really not a hard thing to memorize. And then every time he's like, ha, you're pretty, <coughs> pretty good. I'll be back later. And he runs away. Um, that, or you flash grenade him, he runs away. You knife him in a corner and stun lock him, he runs away. So that you deal with. When he brings out the robots, you run past them and they get trapped behind a gate and you never have to deal with it again. So I don't, <laughs> why have the gate there? I don't know, but it was helpful. It's fine. Um, I've never even thought of using that for the robots, but that's genius. They're all crawling robots and they all, the gate comes up and they can't go through the gate. So it's like, all right, thanks for that. I guess I don't even have to encounter with them. And then Krauser himself, um, the knife fight with him is the harder, harder fight. Because it's all quick time events. But this one, I cannot wait for my co-host to watch my video. And I know, I know I'm very weird about pushing my own videos and stuff. But I showed him a clip of it. I, when I first did the stream, I sent him a clip of me knifing Krauser. And it was just like, it's amazing. It's amazing how people can learn the physics of a game. 
I'm not saying, oh, he's a stupid fight. No, he's a great fight. But once you figure out his limitations, it's fun as fuck. (laughs) Yeah, you found a way to cheese him like you did with, uh, I guess, Tyrant in Resident Evil 1. Absolutely. And it's pretty much the same technique. Um, Just kind of getting very close and knifing away. Also, they're very similar in design. So I guess. Yeah, they've got one good hand. (laughs) And that's the hand you attack. No, like no, you stay on the opposite side. Actually, you stay on there the regular hand. Um, it's weird. It's very weird. Um, in any case, Krauser is. I don't know if you're not gonna do that. If you don't feel confident with that, he's got the same shield Ganado technique where you have to shoot his feet. Um, mm-hmm. again, the not. It's hard for me to not suggest the knife because even with that, when he's doing that, you can knife through it. Um, if you're not doing the knife, it's usually a shotgun TMP type of thing. Mm. Yeah, you, you tell me what you do. Because I don't, I, I I don't u- even know what to do anymore. <laughs> I use the TMP to open him up, and when he starts charging and jumping around, I use a shotgun. Mm-hmm. And he's got or Magnum actually, because I do have the Magnum by then. I was about to say he's a, a boss. Butterfly. You should probably use a Magnum. I mean, just in general. Yeah, um, but sometimes I have leveled up the shotgun to such an extent that it overpowers the handgun. I mean, the Magnum. Oh, the Striker can just rinse, too. So, like, I don't know. Just doosh, 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 never need to reload. And, of course, unfortunately, ammo is not plentiful when it's a Magnum. Shotgun's more plentiful. But you could also knife the son of a bitch. You could also rocket launcher him. There's a time limit we forgot to mention for this fight, which is annoying. But, I mean, I think I've only died to the time limit, like, twice, and it was only my first times playing it. I think you kind of get used to it. Mm Mm-hmm. So now we go to the next two, which are very similar, which mm-hmm. are Regenerator. It's probably the famous, like the the enemy everybody wants to see remade. Everyone shat themselves. When this game came out, the oh, first yeah. thing everyone was talking about, besides Leon's hair, was the Regenerator. And the jacket. Well, of course. But, but like the Regenerator is has such such a unique design i wouldn't i wouldn't even say that i wouldn't even say that his design itself he's a goddamn gray alien he's just a gray smooth dude that's all he yeah, is. yeah but i mean i meant gameplay design to like kill him but way see, to kill him that's the thing about him you guys uh like i remember like whenever we talk about presentation of monsters and stuff like that regenerator is like not oops all presentation, but he's a large part of it is presentation. How he shows up, how he, the noises he makes, how he moves. Uh, the music that's setting in. Good, good shit. Good OST. Resident Evil 4's OST is the most oppressive one. It is actually kind of freaky. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> I personally like uh, Resi 2's OST more, but that's, that's just No, me. I love anyway. RE2's. I'm just saying 4 is probably the scariest OST, actually. Oh. Like. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe. In any case. So with the Regenerator, what do you need? You need a sniper rifle and you need a thermal scope to kill the literal parasites in the body. You can only kill it when you when you kill all the parasites. Otherwise... All the limbs, it'll grow back, even its head. Correct, which is where his name comes from, uh, Regenerator, which is, you know, Spanish for just won't fucking die. Um, 
But, you know, th that's the strategy. You meet him in the freezer. No, you don't meet him. You meet him in a science room they can run past and it's very hard to kill him. But you get the, the thermal scope into the freezer and that's the idea, right? You put it on your sniper, you look for the parasite, you shoot it in his body, blows up. Now, what if I told you you didn't need that? Okay, you, you have me interested. So those parasites are in there, thermal scope or not. Um, mm -hmm. you can, if you have a, a weapon with enough penetration, hit those plagas without the thermal scope. You just, you mean the Punisher, Punisher, most shotguns, most snipers, uh, magnums, grenades, most things will fucking blow up one of their limbs. Will that limb have a plaga? Probably not, but it's enough to slow them down. If not hit one of them and right. What if I told you that that encounter in the freezer is timed? You don't even need to kill it. Really? Yeah. You can grab the thermal scope, wait for the timer, and then just leave. Oh, I didn't even know that. So you well, ask me, like, what do I need to deal with regenerators? My own two legs. Because most of their encounters you can run past, believe it or not. Well, I told you what I use. I use a sniper rifle. I literally buy it just for this fight. Uh, thermal scope. They give it to you, I think. And then you just, yeah. Correct. But that's the, as soon as I'm done with regenerators and the Iron Maiden, I fucking sell the sniper rifle. I was going to say, that's a good way to make a quick buck if you need to. Because once you're done with them, they're really like, it's, it's cool though. Like much like Metal Gear Solid, there's just so many fun tools. I've played through the whole game with the thermal scope and it's fun because it works like as if it was planned from the beginning. Everything that gives off heat should give off heat for the most part. And it's a fun way to just examine the details in the environments even. But Iron Maiden is an example where they kind of put you in a regenerator situation where you have to kill it because it has a key. Um, however, the methods that I brought up before with grenades work just as well. And you, you really don't need the thermal scope for that either. But there's a fun thing that Iron Maidens do. What What is that, Eagle? What is that? You mean their pincushion attack? Yes. Um, I, I'm sorry. The Pokemon name is Pin Missile. <laughs> it's a bug type move. <laughs> no, that's firing the pins at the enemy. No, 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 no. <laughs> this fucker grabs you from across the room, goddamn Stretch Armstrong, and expels spikes from its body and... Pulls you into it. Yeah. Hence the name, Iron Maiden. And man, it does a lot of damage. Yeah, because it's literally being impaled through every fucking part of your body at once. Now, I want to mention something really quick. I had the strategy guide for Resident Evil 4. Um, like, just because my brother bought it when he bought the game. And the screenshot for Iron Maidens was like a zoomed in shot of... Him, like, holding Leon close and all the spikes through his body and him just limp in there. And I was like, that is fucking terrifying. I don't want to fucking even deal with that. So I want to give props to Brady Games for picking the best screenshot to scare my ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, good They're, job. The Regenerator and Iron Maiden are definitely some of the best features of, of horror in the game. It's so weird. Sure. They're, like, one after the other like that. Yeah. Well, Iron Maiden is just basically a natural progression of the Regenerator. It's, I would it's have the put, boss. I would have put Regenerator somewhere in the castle. Maybe, no, it's too much shit in the castle. 
less castle, if anything. <laughs> In any case. Now we go to the end. The biggest cheese. Literally just aim at the weak spots. It's glowing eyes. That's all you do. It's Osmond Sadler, where he's basically a goddamn giant spider. Yeah. He goes spider mode. It's it's a precursor to Simmons, where just, you know, but creature turns. No, like, no, human no, no, turns no. to big creature. Sure, but this is it done extremely well. Because think about the gameplay of Resident Evil 4. It is basically a shooting gallery and an obstacle course rolled into one. You know what Sadler mm-hmm. is? He is a walking target practice. Each one of his limbs has a target that you're supposed to hit. It's And the boss area is an obstacle course. It's it's I, it's almost underwhelming because you fight some other things that feel more extreme, but I get what they're doing. I get what this boss symbolizes. There's quick time events. There's aiming for specific parts. There's the environment that can fall on you. Like he was supposed could, to be everything. You could also use the environment against him with like the fucking uh, the, the crane, the yeah, boss beans. You know, hitting him in VR and in VR, and you get the Ada, you get the Ada rocket launcher bit uh-huh. when you've done enough damage. And by the way, you don't even need to use that rocket launcher. No, you could just beat him without using it, and you could save that rocket launcher for something else. In fact, selling on it. your next playthrough. Yeah, yeah, because that shit's worth a lot, and will jumpstart a lot of upgrades for you. So second guess. Although, if it's your first time playing Resident Evil Four. I unless you're really sure that you're you want to prepare for new game plus I'd I'd watch it I'd watch the ending cutscene that happens with the rocket launcher it, it's a neat little thing you know yeah but if it's your first time I don't want you to miss the cool rocket launcher cutscene but uh you could ro- reload a save even if you want and fucking just beat them without it and save it Resident Evil Four is great. <laughs> What's interesting to me particularly is how surprised I am that you and I agree on Sadler being like just basically kind of underwhelming at that point after Eh, everything else. Like Salazar is more of a, more of an interesting boss fight, even though he's, they give you a rocket launcher to beat him. It's he, and he doesn't have two phases. Yes, he does. That's the annoying part. It doesn't that it's not that he has two phases. It's that the rocket launcher won't work unless his cocoon is open. Oh, that's true. So you you gotta fucking do enough damage to the big penis monster, the one-eyed monster, mm-hmm. and then you um you know then you big the big bang in his cervical area. Well, that's been our bio bestiary. I can't wait to play Resident Evil Four Remake. I can't wait to see your stream. I'm gonna have it in the background oh. while I do while I watch mine while I play mine. I, excuse me. I, I hope I, I give you some ideas because for a kill everything run, you're going to be shocked just about how much shit you don't have to kill in that game. Oh, 100%. But I'm a violent bastard, so it's it's good to let it all out. And it's not like the game is not like supporting that immensely. Resident Evil yeah. 4 has some oh, of the most fun You're rewarded play. for killing things? Oh, that's awesome. Like I, I get I, points and money. Yeah. I'm not I'm, saying to I'm avoid ever. the gameplay, definitely experience it, but it's fun that you could do so much. And that's what the versatility of these enemies and the ver- variety is just what makes Resident Evil 4 such a great experience. 100%. Well, uh, you could find me at uh, on TikTok at FanFreaksTheDude. Where can we find you? A wolf? Bone King. You can find me at Twitch. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. 
uh, and on YouTube at Bone King TV. I think we should W Wolf Von uh, Bone King. <laughs> I feel like it needs a Von in the middle. A- am a I a great composer? A no, you're a villain. I'd rather be a great composer. <laughs> <laughs> and and where can we find you, Broski? I already said it, fan freaks. Well, then fine. You want to know why? Because Eagle is just a part of me I just can't let go. Let's leave it at that. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, that's a wrong, wrong ending. game. Dick. <laughs> oh, Leon, how about some overtime? Oh, sorry. I got to clock out. Bye. Bye. <laughs>